Hello, it's Jean-Marc, astrologer and storyteller. This is the fifth episode of my autobiography with astrological source. You don't have to, but you can. Look at my birth chart as I'm talking. I was born a 4th of November 1961 at 9.30 p.m. in a French city called Laxou. L-A-X-O-U. At the time of my second progressed new moon, and don't worry if you don't understand what this means yet, I lived with a woman and we loved each other. In spite of all the drama you can expect when a Scorpio moon, her, meets a Scorpio sun, me. Her name was Francie. She was half Iranian. She was a belly dancer. She had a house in a small village hanging above the clouds in the middle mountains of Provence, southeast of France. Inside the house, the atmosphere was oriental. Killing rugs, samovar, Persian carpets, oriental music. It was an Alibaba's cave, but you have to believe that the 40 thieves were very messy. She was an Aquarius sun, Aries rising, rebellious, creative, all over the place, sexy, romantic, mystic, broke because of a complicated love life that ruined her plans since the beginning of her times. Conjunct her Aries Ascendant, at one degree Aries, was an exciting Aries Venus, almost exactly opposing my Libra Moon. There was also a late Pisces Mars holding this Aries Venus and Ascendant in his embrace. A conjunction, Pisces Mars, Aries Ascendant, Aries Venus, is just what a belly dancer needs to move like a mermaid. She planned to create a show. She would dance, and there would be moments of storytelling. Being the boyfriend, I was recruited. That's how I started telling stories. The idea was not even mine. Thus, the first story I told for this show was from the Sufi tradition. It's the story of a river flowing energetically down the slopes of a mountain. Life is powerful and beautiful, but after a while, the river reaches a desert at the bottom of the mountain. The energy is gone. The river can't find a way through. She turns into a swamp. Life is now depressing. The river has lost her power. That's when a little voice in the wind whispered, You can't. Carry on as before. You must now let the wind carry you. This was a very strange idea. The river rejected it. She kept being a swamp for some more time, but little by little she got used to the idea and let the wind lift her. She turned into clouds, was pushed over the desert, fell as rain on another mountain, and became a river again, flowing down the slope. At the end of my story, Berber music explodes from the loudspeakers and Francie dances. She was incredible. 
I've never seen her do any kind of warming up. She could turn into a whirlpool instantly. Like me, she was not very good at getting on with people and groups, but she could hold the stage all alone and blow minds away. When you live in a beautiful countryside that looks a little bit like the surrounding of Tabriz in Iran, you don't meet any cigar-smoking producer who sees the potential in spite of the messy edges. But it was a great adventure and part of our love story. People told me that I was great at storytelling, that I was talented, that I should do more. Wow, it feels good to hear. I had been battling with a guitar and a flute for years. I had invested all my time and energy trying to become good at something worth being good at, with mitigated results. And here I was. I told two stories because I was a boyfriend, and being good just happened like food falling from the sky directly into my plate. <laughs> no doubt I would keep on. As I told you, this happened near the time of my second progressed new moon. Progressed new moons happen every 29 years. It's always the start of a big cycle. Normal new moons happen every 29 days. The astrological technique called progression works on the basis one year for one day. For instance, there was a new moon three days after I was born. So my first progressed new moon happened when I was three years old. Three and a half exactly. And this was when my father and his second wife took me from my grandparents to live with them. This was an obvious big beginning. Once upon a time, a very long time ago, our prehistoric ancestors were watching the moon. They were not animals anymore, but they were still very new to human consciousness. They had strong muscles, powerful instincts and baby minds. The moon was a goddess. She was telling an exhilarating story, a story that nowadays babies still enjoy. It goes like this. Peekaboo, I'm here. Oh, I'm not here anymore, you can't see me. Peekaboo, here I am again. Best story ever. When we disappear, we are not gone forever. Old people die. New people are born. Maybe they are the same. Women have cycles. The moon grows. Every day, every night, she is a bit bigger. Likewise, plants and animals start small and grow. The moon progressively becomes full, grown up, strong. We can see in the dark. We feel excited. It's time to beat the drums, to dance and mate. Life, 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 life lasts what it lasts. After the peak, the moon wanes slowly. Hunters and gatherers become tired. Young people become elders. Lovers become parents. Children are initiated into adulthood. Elders become philosophers. With them, we aspire to know what is eternal, essential. 
We pass knowledge and wisdom to the next generation. We feel nostalgic and hopeful before going into the dark. Peekaboo! <laughs> Here is life again. This is the story of stories. We are going through phases. In the beginning, a river was flowing downstream, young and full of energy, etc. According to Dan Rudyard, the phase of the moon we were born under is as important as our sun or moon sign. We will be the right man or the right woman for the job when the job is the kind of job that needs doing under the phase we know best, the phase we were born under. I was born under a balsamic moon, the last phase before she disappears. The other story I told for this show, called Yekibod, which means once upon a time in Persian, was deliciously naive, but still deep. It was a story of a rosebud that didn't open. The sun was trying hard to make it bloom, but to no avail. The sun went on a quest. It wanted to understand how to get this little rosebud to say yes to life. To cut a long story short, it was a long quest. Eventually, the sun learned that there was nothing to do. The rosebud would open when it would want to. Respect for the rhythm of life. I love telling the stories and being told I was good at it. I started learning new stories. <laughs> One day, Francie and I had an argument. She had a son, a lovely nine-year-old boy, Romain. Living in a small village can be lonely for a child. Sometimes there were families with children coming for the weekend or on holiday. On that day, there were children playing outside. But the boy was busy playing with his Lego in his room. He didn't want to go out. Francie insisted. Romain, go play with the children. He didn't want to. Francie insisted so much that he ended up telling her to leave him alone. The tone he used was the kind of tone mothers don't like. Don't talk to me like that, she told him off. I took sides with the boy. I love freedom, and I think it's absurd to tell a child how he should have fun. I was a child too, and oh my God, being left alone may be one of the greatest delights of not being a child anymore, in my experience at least. She told me not to meddle. She was the mother, I was not the father, end of discussion. Angry butterflies were fluttering in my stomach. When I was falling asleep at night, a little story passed through my mind. I was listening to it as if it was a radio program in my head or a podcast. It was a bit silly and childlike. A mother wanted her son to eat a chocolate cake. Every day he had to eat a chocolate cake. Every day she was happy to be such a good mother. Every day he ate chocolate cake, but he hated it. He didn't want to upset his mother, so he said nothing and ate huge amounts of chocolate cakes. He became round like a ball, 
One day, he fell from his chair, bounced on the floor, bounced and bounced, passed through the window, bounced higher and higher, and disappeared in the blue sky. In my bed, as I was falling asleep, I was thinking that I should write this down, lest I forget, but I was almost asleep, I had no energy. In my mind, I followed the story thread backwards. The sun reappeared from the blue sky, bouncing high, not that high, passed through the window in reverse motion, kept bouncing in the kitchen, and ended up round like a ball, sitting on his chair, eating chocolate cakes he hated because his mother wanted him to eat them. From the beginning of the story, I let it unfold again, from eating to bouncing to disappearing in the sky. Then I mentally folded the story, put it into an envelope with a stamp and my name on it. I posted the envelope and fell asleep. The next morning, I remembered. I wrote it down and kept going. There is a logic to the plot. I didn't have to think hard. Once alone, the mother was very sad and disoriented. Then she started to eat chocolate cakes. Every day she had chocolate cake, she became round like a ball, fell from the chair, bounced past through the window and disappeared in the blue sky just to meet her son on top of a cloud. (laughs) They were so happy to meet again and maybe they were meeting for the first time actually. They had little valves behind their backs. They opened them for each other and deflated like balloons making... Yes, my writing style would also have to grow up a bit, that's for sure. Why would it have to be born mature? At the time, I was quite pleased. I had become a storyteller. There are eight phases to the moon. The first one is a new moon. Life says, hey, I'm brand new here. I'm so small and I'm growing. Later, It will become a first crescent moon. Hey, says life, I'm rather big for a small one, and I keep growing. Then there is a crisis at the first quarter when the moon looks half-half. She was a big small one, and now she's turning into a small big one. She needs to adjust to her new condition, and she is still growing. The next phase is called a gibbous moon. It's a powerful time. She is not the biggest she can be yet, but she is a big one and still growing. And eventually, at the full moon, she can claim proudly, I've made it, here I am. I have a lot to give now. And I'm already waning, but there is still time. Then the moon becomes a disseminating moon, Still a big one, but not as big as she used to be. A champion after the podium with plenty of experience to share and still waning. And there there is a crisis. At the last quarter, when she looks half-half. She was a smaller big one. She is now a big small one and still waning. What's the meaning of life? So much experience, so much understanding, and less and less power. How do you understand that? Eventually, 
She becomes small among the small, still there, but almost done, spreading seeds for them to fall wherever they may, before disappearing. But don't worry, there will be a next episode to the story. <laughs>